You're tuned in to the KNGI Network, and it's time for Vipers VGM Chair.
Good evening one and all and welcome to a brand new edition of Vipers VGM Chair. As always, you guessed it, I'm your host Green Viper and welcome to tonight's show live here on the KNGI Network. A pretty typical one for you this evening as I run you through our gaming habits of August 2023. What did you play? Uh, whether it's completions or stuff you work towards completion on anything multiplayer, anything you found interesting during the month, if it took up some of your attention, let me know, and uh, while you're at it, why not get in some music to be played live on tonight's episode. I'm telling you that one right now because tonight's tracklist actually isn't full, because one thing that's going to be a become apparent very quickly on my part is I didn't play a whole lot of stuff, and the stuff I did play was almost mostly... 70-80% of it was stuff that I played for the sake of shows, either this one right here or the other one that you know about as well. As such, um, I've already played for you one of two tracks from basically the only unique game I played this month, that being from Ape Escape. That was uh, Wabi Sabi Wall and that's a great one. I love that one. Had to start off with it and Ape Escape in general, uh, the very first one has a fantastic soundtrack. Uh, so we got one coming in later on, as mentioned. Afterwards, didn't really play an awful lot of it, but one of the things I did get up to uh, once or twice during the month was hopping into Super Smash Bros. Ultimate just to, well, as the song, the song choice would maybe clue you in on. Uh, I was messing about with the Spirit Spores side of things a couple of times, so mainly with some downtime. It's just a game I have on my Switch, it's easy to boot into, do something for 30 seconds to a minute, genuinely at the lowest, you know, quick half an hour to burn at the highest end of it, and therefore that provided some nice uh, respite from downtime when all I had on me was my Switch, which happened once or twice I think during the month, and well that's kind of continued into September, but September's looking to be a bit more of a lively month, but <laughs> as such, needed some more music, so from Super Smash Bros Ultimate, that was the Spirits Collection menu right there. Well, welcome to tonight's episode. Hope everyone's had a lovely part of their week so far. Um, hang in there here in the UK. It is just a little warm right now, uh, as everyone's probably going to be moaning about, I imagine, at this point. I know I certainly am, because the fan is off for the sake of this part of the show, so <laughs> I'm tolerating. Um, but yeah, that's been the main defining factor of this week, I'd say, for a lot of people. Uh, it turned my stream last night into complete in... in... What's, I don't even know what the word is, this is proving my point. Uh, ineligible mush. So, uh, much the same I imagine you can be expecting on tonight's episode of Vipers VGM Chess, so look forward to that one. But yeah, we'll be talking about everything it was that we played during the month of August 2023. And like I mentioned, it was a bit of a lax month on my end, and you'll hear how lax in a little bit, but... Yeah, there was a lot of playing games for shows, which took up, well, a chunk of gaming time, but really my time in general was really divided this month, and that really comes across, of course, but yeah, if it wasn't dumping loads of time into a game for a sake of it, for the sake of one of the two shows, it was really getting out and about and doing a lot of things, or spending time with family, and many other uh, time-consuming things that aren't in the gaming world, or if they are, they're far removed from actually playing and finishing things, so as such, a little bit of a dry one 
just like it's a bit of a dry night here on Vipers VGM chair. Yeah, I still have like one or two request slots, so if you want to fill up my mistakes with your own music, then feel free to send me a private message on Discord. I'm at the Green Viper 8, and uh, let me know what you played throughout the month and what you want to hear from it. Uh, we are also on Twitter, so we're also on X at Vipers VGM chair, and we are Vipers VGM chair at the VIP Vipers dot space on Mastodon. All those places you can come and get in touch with the show. But of course, if you want to have a live discussion with other like-minded hashtag gamers, then want to come on over to the KNGI Discord server. That is the rather obviously named KNGI.org forward slash Discord. And you can come and find the likes of Pocket Ilary, Jamie64326, uh, it's Purvis, of course we've got we've also got Rick earlier up in the chat room and anyone else who's listening, lurking on the podcast, whatever you're doing a big old hello to you as well, because well, everyone's appreciated on tonight's show every show, as a matter of fact I'm going to let you in on that little secret so, yes thank you very much oh dang, I'm actually around for our live show, welcome Rick it is very nice to see you a UK, on a UK-ish friendly live show. Not that that matters for you because you're in Canada, I forgot that. Um, regardless, thank you to everyone who's been joining us for... Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what I'm even on about anymore. This is the theme of the show tonight is rambling, nattering, and losing my trail of thought. So, all in all, a great one to start <laughs> for any uh, other perspective... Perspective new listeners oh lord at least the music's gonna hold me in for this one isn't it but yes uh i've been seeing pocket alluri rage typing for about the last 15 minutes so i know for a fact we're gonna have a hell of a paragraph later on to read for you uh, in the show so a great one there but um before that we've got plenty of music coming up for you on tonight's one as well like mentioned again and again it is games we played in August 2023, and for many people that includes games such as Bubble Bubble Evolution, Genshin Impact, Assemble with Care, and Celeste for the Pico 8. Many others still to come though, so feel free to let me know all your favourites. And uh, while you go ahead and do so, let's start with that Assemble with Care track, and afterwards I'll be back to tell you what it was I, uh, I was personally playing during the month of August 2023. So... Let's, well, if only I could do the same. We're going to kick things off here with a track known as Starting Again, and that's a request by, of course, Busy Lizzie. I don't know why that would be of course, um, but the one that's definitely of course is a request from Celeste, the Pico 8 version, the middle, the middle stages theme requested by Pocket Alary. I am now going to lie down for two to three minutes as I collapse into a bottle of sweat. Enjoy the music, I'll be back with you to talk August 2023 ever so shortly.
We are back on tonight's episode. You just had a track there from the Pico 8 version of Celeste, the middle stages theme. Fantastic game, by the way. I know we've said it about normal Celeste, but uh, Pico 8 Celeste was the one where I began personally. Played that 
way back at the beginning of last year uh, through, of all things, the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> the uh, fan port of uh, the Pico 8 version to the Game Boy Advance is, like, feature perfect. It's the exact same. So I had a great experience with that one. Um, and I didn't know until I think Alari brought it up a couple weeks ago that it's actually featured in Celeste. I completely missed that when I uh, went to... Well, when I played through the proper console version, and that one's definitely had its time in the spotlight on the show. Normally that phase means, therefore, it's time for it to move out of the spotlight, but no, it's it's still a great game. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Just, you know, we've, talk, we've spoken, about, spoken about that game quite a lot. It's nice that we finally got in some music from the original Pico 8 classic version. And then before that, as requested by Busy Lizzie from Assemble Care, starting again, awesome track there. I don't know if awesome's quite the right word, but I really enjoyed that one. Um, great stuff. But yeah, now we're back and it's time to talk about what I played during the month of August. And we're going to go through the Slim Pickens list itself as I take you on over to Backlogged.com. Um, where you can go ahead and find me and many other people who regular this show as well. Where we talk about our gaming habits of well uh, a lifetime really in my case i tried to have i tried to be as historical with it as possible i still need to fill out some some stuff some stuff that i remember the dates for um going back like five ten years at this point but i try and keep it as a real journal of what i've been playing and really comes in handy for shows like this where i don't quite remember anything about the games i've played because it's been such a long month this is not one of those months thankfully but um Certainly, as I say, next month looks to be way more busy. We've got some cool new releases, and I hope to get through a backlog of some old ones that I want to play in time for some other new ones in October as well. It's going to be an exciting end of the year for uh, Vipers VGM, to say the least. So I'm looking forward to that. But before then, we've got to look back at uh, the month that's just passed us by. So, yeah, the 5th of August, 2023, I beat... Ape Escape, and I gave it three and a half stars out of five. Um, I did so admittedly through emulation, but I enjoyed the experience because it was actually way better than uh, buying and paying for the PlayStation Classics version that's on the PS5. I ended up playing it on the Xbox Series X uh, just to, you know, completely throw salt in the wound to Sony, and I had a fantastic time with it. Uh, some general early 3D jank kept it from, you know, the coveted four stars and above, but uh, certainly there's nowhere near as much as most games of the era, and therefore it actually comes out of the whole affair relatively unscathed, and as one of the standout titles of the console generation for me, ironically. Uh, both in the 3D platformer genre and as a whole, it's just that unique and wacky and... I don't know, there's so many words you could use to describe Escape 1, and uh, hopefully I used the right ones in my review at the time. Uh, yes, I did. Here we go. So this was originally in preparation for uh, none other than Resident SD's very own Long Play Dance, a podcast you can check out on all good podcasting services. Uh, upon hearing that uh, Escape was going to be on there, I just had this sudden inclination to play it. I've had the game sitting around for ages, um, a couple games in the series that is, and just never have quite picked them up, despite knowing I'll like them, having seen them through many other um, like Twitch streams and stuff before that. And I know the first game has a legendary soundtrack, so uh, upon hearing that that would be featured on Long Play Dance, therefore I'd be immediately listening to that episode and consuming it. I was like, maybe it's time 
to use this as my motivation to finally play and finish the game. And that's exactly what I did. Um, so here we go, here's what I wrote at the time. So after getting over the unique control scheme, and there's a lot of fun to be had here, wacky silly antics at the core of a frantic but grounded platformer. Add in the colourful visuals and fantastic, sound fantastic soundtrack, and this is one of the PlayStation's greatest games. Slightly let down by some unfair level design later on, but nowhere near in the same league as frustrating as most games of the era. It's another window into an era of PlayStation that is long, long gone. Sigh. <laughs> it's sad to look back on in that regard, but that's not the fault of Ape Escape and other incredible titles that really define the early years of the brand for me. It's a standout hit from a library, uh, from the library that any PlayStation fan owes it to themselves to play. Really want to get around to two and three. I feel like I re I did enjoy this one. Uh, probably the greatest aspect of it was the soundtrack and the let's be honest, cheesy voice acting uh, being half the appeal. So as a result, going forward, two and three look to refine a lot of things as most sixth generation games did to their fifth generation counterparts. Will it have the same charm and style and uh, breakoutness that quite often these games lose when they go to the sixth generation? I'll have to wait and see. But I do hear better things about 2 and 3, so certainly uh, on the list to go ahead and run through at some point. Uh, looking forward to doing so, so I'll do that um, sometime in the next couple months, I hope. But I've started so many franchises as a result of this show this year that I still need to catch up on and get more into. Been thinking for the past couple of days about how I should really start uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 um, after we started the first one and finished the first one a couple months back. Uh, but then there's all the other franchises that I started as well, and it's like, okay, <laughs> this is an undertaking, but uh, an undertaking I'm willing to take on, but maybe the bulk of continuing these uh, franchises I want to start in 2023 will actually happen a bit more into 2024. Maybe that's what I make my goal for that year, continuing fleshing out and finishing the stuff that I actually started in 2023. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a lot on my plate come September and October, really. So, here we go. <laughs> Exciting times. Yeah, that was the main clearing of the month. And I did that all the way back on the 5th. So, what exactly was I doing after that? Uh, well, on the 9th, I beat Kurohio Ryokotoku Shinsho. A game which I talked about extensively on an episode of Pick and Mix, which, once again, available on all good podcasting services. It's uh, my Radio Sega show of choosing, and by that I mean it's the one I host. Um, it has nothing to do with my overall listening preferences. Listen to every podcast you want to listen to out there. Um, but point being, I did do a show extensively covering this and the English fan translation that has been out for about a month now continues to get regular uh, fixing... Uh, what's it? Patches. Patches and fixes. So please go ahead and check that out if you have any interest in that one at all. Um, but yeah, played and beat that on the PlayStation Vita and had a great old time with it. On the 16th, I had some background noise gaming on, as I always call it on this show. And well, I went back to Power Wash Simulator because I still had some uh, content packs left in me. Specifically, the free content packs they put out for Tomb Raider and the... Uh, Midgar slash FF7 stuff. So on the 16th, I beat the Tomb Raider pack. Gave it a good score. Gave it four stars. Uh, even despite not really at all knowing the Tomb Raider franchise, there's a lot of nice uh, set pieces in here. Some really gorgeous stuff down to the garden. Um, some grand stuff uh, to Croft Manor. 
And you've also got the obstacle course itself, which was by far my favourite to clean. Uh, that was really inventive in both the Tomb Raider sense, but mainly the Power Wash Simulator sense. You don't really get too many tricky and um, tricky platforming-based cleans in that game. And of course, that's on purpose because that's not what it's meant to be. But they managed to weave that into that pack, and therefore, I thought that was a really standout one. So, highly enjoyed that one. Uh, that content pack, that being sorry. Um, and then, on the 22nd, I finally managed to find the time uh, after various days of birthday celebrating uh, and fitting in any of this game that I could, but I put the finishing touches on Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk on the 22nd of August and already got an episode on that one as well. Go and check it out on the Vipers VGM podcast feed. Uh, I just gush and gush about that game for about an hour and a half and play some great music from it as well. So check that one out if you want to hear more about it. But the gist is, it's everything it's been hyped up to be and a little bit more in my opinion. I think it is for sure. It, it has some strong, strong competition coming a bit later on. But right now, game of the year, absolutely. 23rd, I went back to Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Uh, so not going to dwell on this one too much because it's a game I've played quite a bit. It's not really relevant to this show, and uh, yeah, it's a game I've already spoken about at length before, so not going to do too much more on that. I just had the itch to play something from the series, uh, and that's where I went with it. On the 30th, in preparation for the show on the same day, I beat Disney Illusion Island, and that was last week's episode. You can go ahead and check that one out now. Really, really liked that game as well, and a cracking soundtrack on it, as well as a gorgeous visual style. Uh, so give them some love and check out the game, but of course check out the episode as well. And then I finished that Midgar content pack on the 31st. So there you go, that was all I played during this month. Maybe here and there, uh, got up some mischief with friends. I know I went to a gaming exhibition on the 21st of August, but I didn't really sit and sink any time into anything in particular. I played a Sega Pico and a Vectrex, as I think I spoke about on Fick and Mix a couple weeks back. That was really uh, nice. I put some time into those, but didn't put some much time into the games themselves. Uh, I played some Zool for about all of five minutes, but hey, Zool's got a great soundtrack and uh, Redimensioned is on the Steam, uh, <laughs> in the Steam library folder of Need to Play now, so at some point that'll also be on this list. And, yeah, I think I played some uh, Switch games with friends, but aside from Smash, which I already noted at the start of the show, really can't remember what I was playing all too much. So that really encapsulated my month of August. Um, a, bit, a little bit of calm before the storm, sure, but mostly a lot of it was spent hanging out with some friends and family. Um, not necessarily always playing video games when I was working towards uh, objectives that I needed to complete on my side to prepare for shows. Anything else, it was a bit of background noise in the form of something like Power Wash Simulator or cracking more away at Forza Motorsport 4, which I finally finished yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um, so that will be in next month's show after having had that on my list for best part of six months now, maybe. So it'll be nice to cap that one off next time, but always thinking time into that and time into that in the background. Sorry, so. Uh, we'll have a conversation about that during September's show. But for now, uh, let's crack on with some more music and I'll tell you a little bit about what you've been playing. Not that you need to hear it, but I'll read it out and add comments for anyone else who's listening in. This is kind of what we do on this show. Uh, where have you been for the last year and a half? Uh, if you're confused by this concept, 
you've been listening in before. Uh, anyone else? Here you go. It's going to be witty commentary time. Uh, I don't even know where this is going anymore. I'm going to turn the fan on. Back with you shortly. But first of all, here's a track from Shadow of the Colossus. It's requested by Jamie64326. Or just Jamie, uh, depending on how he's feeling on the day. And afterwards, a request from Nicholas and Man. So enjoy these both, and I'll be back with you talking your month in August ever so shortly.
And we are back. You just heard a little bit of Bubble Bubble Evolution there, also known as Bubble Bubble Magical Tower Daisaken. I is that Daisakuzen? Daisakuzen. There we go. I couldn't quite read that properly. Before that, uh, oh sorry, that was requested by Nicholas Haman. But before that, from Shadow of the Colossus, that was Prologue to the Ancient Land. Well, we're back, and it's time to talk about your month in August 2023. Uh, so let's scroll all the way back up, because there's a big old conversation going on right now about the Castlevania GBA games, and uh, we can attempt to understand that a bit later on. Uh, but before then, we've got some messages in the chat. Uh, first of all, a big old hello to Hydro, who joined us during the last talk break. Um, but aside from that, the very first... Uh, piece of information we got to get into here is the Pocket Alluri quote paragraph. Now, think of this as less of a paragraph, less of even a novel, and uh, more of how would you word this? I don't know. Maybe a set of multiple novels because this tells a tale. Not only is this just a lot of text, this tells a whole story. So, time for the end of the month paragraph. I'll start with what I be. On August 7th, I beat Crash Bandicoot XS, a decent enough platformer uh, that pulls from Crash 2 and 3 a lot. I did have issue with the Space Harrier-esque sky levels. I felt like they relied a bit too much on enemy and projectile spam for the point of tedium. On August 16th, I beat Sonic Advance 2 SP. On August 21st, I beat the original Pico 8 Celeste. I unlocked this in Celeste on Switch and proceeded to beat it before finishing the level I found it in. It's a short game, but the court... It's a short... It's a short game, but the core of what makes Celeste great is on display in full force here. Definitely give it a try. It is free and open source and on everything that can run it. For the stuff that I played, there was New Super Mario Bros, Burnout Legends, Celeste, Sonic 1 Forever, and Super Mario Bros 3. Oh boy, Super Mario Bros 3 is certainly a thing. As you may know, I was enjoying this, but then the stage design started getting a bit sketchy in World 6. I was not prepared for World 7. Every level was a slog, each one threw so much so much stuff at me that there wasn't any chance for me to stop and process what is going on. It got to the point that I was dreading starting another level, not helped by getting a game over every other stage. It may not affect progress, but it sure was demoralising. I've put the game to one side for now, but I'll probably end up shelving it. If this game had ended at World 6, I probably would have marked it down as good, but not my favourite. I don't understand why some people like this more than Super Mario World. Is it nostalgia, or does no save feature, or does no save feature benefit this game? Right, well, let's try and decompress that one. I uh, hope you enjoyed Crash Bandicoot XS. I felt the exact same about the Space Harrier levels. Uh, I found them confusing, and then once I got them, found them tedious and spammy. Uh, Pico 8 Celeste, already given my recommendation for that. Fantastic one. Some good games in uh, the Just Played pile. And yeah, Super Mario Bros. 3. Uh, I think I talked about this on stream with you last night. Uh, this was... Uh, a level of patience I didn't have for Super Mario Bros. 3, so I commend you to for getting to World 7 and feeling like the game got too much, because I think I did that about two or three worlds in. One day, maybe I'll get it under my belt or attempt to even get as far as that, but I've always been in a bit of a similar situation with Mario 3. I always found its level design a little less interesting, but also less forgiving than Mario World and future entries. I really found it went for the overwhelm approach uh, rather than the, say, like, gently introducing things to you approach. It's just, here's everything all at once um, and we'll leave you to process it. And especially when it starts to get a little bit more challenging, it's like, no, this is too much all at once. 
so I absolutely get that side of things. And uh, yeah, dropping a game if you're not enjoying it, believe it or not, uh, to all people out there is uh, absolutely warranted. You don't have to force yourself to finish anything that you're not enjoying, unless you're me. In which case, uh, you uh, just have it out for yourself and you just want to see these things through for the sake of personal achievement. Uh, now, not everyone should be like this. Uh, take it from someone who is exactly like that. Uh, that you don't want to do that. So if you're just not enjoying something, you got to drop it. But I also get the feeling of just wanting to save and able to do it and finally see that ending. So regardless of what happens, it's chill. But just uh, make sure you're not pushing it. Uh, or make sure you're not pushing yourself pushing yourself uh, just for the sake of a game because it's ultimately not worth it. Anyone could tell you this uh, for in the case of a game you're really not enjoying. Um, but yes, uh, Jamie mentioned afterwards uh, his paragraph of the day and oh boy, this one actually is a paragraph. For the show, I've just completed Tomb Raider 2 with all the secrets for the first time via the PC version. I did initially start it on PS1 via the PSP but then found myself playing the PC version once again. From August, I've still got to continue LEGO Marvel's Avengers, I've still got one level to go from the first movie to 100%, and then the entirety of Age of Ultron, and then all the side content to do. I also started a Metroidvania the other day from Way Forward, The Mummy Demastered, based on a lackluster movie starring Tom Cruise. Nothing special in the veins of other Met Nothing special in the vein of other Metroidvanias, but it's still fun and challenging, and I love that when you die, respawn as another soldier, and you have to kill the reanimated corpse of the previous soldier to get back all your equipment and upgrades. Hopefully I'll get that completed shortly, along with LEGO Marvel's Avengers, and then I can fully talk about it in next month's Look Back episode. Yeah, I remember hearing absolutely nothing else of uh, the Mummy reboot, aside from the Mummy Demastered. And I heard it was a pretty decent game, but kind of hampered by the license it was tying into, but stuff like that makes it sound really cool. I mean, WayForward have always got their DNA over all their games, but way less so their licensed games, but it feels like one of the ones that they've really put the love and effort into because they have they have a mood for licensed stuff which most of the time just not bothering but every now and then they really do implant some of the special magic into them and the mummy demastered was the closest i've seen to that sort of thing obviously i guess you could count something like ducktales remastered but i don't really count that because that was an actually well-regarded game before they remastered it um, but certainly in the case of the Mummy Demastered, it really felt like one of the few times they went, let's just actually go all out on one of these licenses instead of just paying the bills for the next Shantae or something. So, nice that you enjoyed it, and of course we always talk about the LEGO games, some fun comfy gaming, hope you've been enjoying it. Um, so what else have we had aside from that? I know Pervis said earlier on uh, when I was asking for music requests, because I was very low on music, uh, did I mention that? We're all good now though. Um, but Purvis did mention, played absolutely nothing during uh, the month of August. Not even Tears of the Kingdom, it sounded like. Nothing. And yet, here you are, listening to this gaming show about gaming during this month. Hopefully the rest of our experiences are putting you somewhat at ease here, because uh, Lord knows that uh, <laughs> your own aren't contributing to the show at all. I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, a lot of talk about Mario 3 uh, down in the chat room here that I can't really add anything more to because, like I said, I don't really know an awful lot and it's just back and forth about the live system and game overs and how the game handles, uh, you know, what gets reset when you game over. Uh, you can come and join kngi.org forward slash discord if you want to read the full conversation because that's always the way to go on these shows. If you're listening live, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not here. 
So we got a message from Nicholas Aman who says, About two weeks ago I played some Gamble Panic on the Game Gear. It's a Japan-only collection of seven different gambling games plus bonus games. I was, tag I was tagging the soundtrack of Isaku Nanbu, I believe, but there was a track and some jingles I didn't find in the videos, so I thought I'd play it to see if I could find it. After all, I could see one of them being in tournament mode that wasn't being shown that wasn't being shown off in the videos. Problem is, I didn't win no matter the game I picked, like shot like slot machines which I never liked, page one which I didn't really get, mini bingo, not even pool which I thought I'd be okay with. So I played like seven times to improve at pool specifically. Not that it would have mattered because it wasn't tournament mode. I just mis misread that from training mode. Oh dear. <laughs> Oops. Well. Hopefully it's got good music at least. Uh, that much it might have going for it to save the experience. Even if you didn't find the music you wanted, was it good to listen to it? Sounds like an interesting little collection. Maybe should have been one that I should have checked out for my Game Gear episode. Because of course, I forgot, but that was another thing I did during um, August. Also for a show, so it still fits into that category. But I played a load of Game Gear stuff. Uh, didn't really get to finish anything unfortunately, but I did dip my feet into the water of Game Gear exclusives uh, quite heavily on uh, an episode in the middle of August, so as a result I played quite a few games, even if I didn't put the finishing touches on any of them, so yeah, uh, but glad to hear that. I think glad, not really sure. It doesn't sound like you quite got what you wanted out of that experience, but uh, regardless, uh, glad that you got to do something that you do in your leisure time. Doesn't sound very leisurely, but uh, hey, uh, <laughs> trying to find any positive spin for this de desperately. <laughs> Anyways, um, so what else have we got? We had Hydro who says, I'm working my way through the Castlevania GBA trilogy. Completed Aria of Sorrow first, then a couple weeks back finished Circle of the Moon. Now 52% of the map is uncovered slash discovered in Harmony of Dissonance. It's definitely the weakest of the three. And yes, I know I'm playing them in the wrong order, but it doesn't seem to matter that much story-wise. Aria of Sorrow was my favourite, but was far too easy once I found the... God, how do you even say that? Claim Slays Weapon. But do I, do I pronounce the H? Claim... Clam... Slay... Slay? Castlevania has slain me once more. Um... <laughs> All other weapons drops. All other weapon drops after this paled in comparison. Yeah, always a lot of love for the GBA Castlevania games on this show. It's got to be said. So finally glad to see someone putting them down a notch. Um, but in all seriousness, it always sucks when a game doesn't quite live up to the others. But still, I'm glad you enjoyed the trilogy as a whole. But maybe in doing the rest of the cleanup, there might be some fun to be had with it. Right? Hopefully. That's what I always hope with Metroidvanias, so fingers crossed uh, the same comes true. Maybe you find a certain bit of the map or get a certain uh, item aiding towards exploration that really carries the rest of the game for you, but yeah, always rough when uh, an item in the trilogy is let down, so oh well, still, you got some gaming done. Uh, aside from that, we had a hell of a lot of <laughs> talk about Castlevania after that, straight from one GBA game into the other. Um, and there we go. Uh, what else have we been doing? Uh, oh yeah, so there was a big old talk about Super Mario Bros. 3 versus Super Mario World, so I'm going to read out Purvis's message about it as well. As to why people like Super Mario Bros. 3 over Super Mario World, the challenge is better from an NES era viewpoint. 
Super Mario World is too easy to cheese, you throw yourself at it over and over again without any difficulty and win by attrition. Also, Super Mario World feels a little too generous in hit detections and such when you're coming out of the NES games as your only experience. I used to be one of those people, but less so these days. I could never be one of those people. I do love my 8-bit games, but I mean, come on. Come on, Mario World was better in most ways. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Um, but... No, I absolutely get the love for Mario 3 as well, it's just never been one that's clicked with me in the right way as it has with most people, so... I've had a weirdly confirming experience uh, seeing Aloe go through this hell these last few weeks uh, with Mario 3 because, finally, I'm not the only one to feel this way about it, regardless of the version, remake, demake, the original, whatever. I just feel like this about Mario 3 and I feel so validated in that opinion, so it's so lovely to see. <laughs> Uh, also, Nicholas Man says, I like the Gamble Panic soundtrack a fair bit. We love that. Uh, pretty diverse, like the selection of games. There's also, for some reason, three different songs for the UFO Catcher bonus game. Yeah. Great stuff. I mean, you can't go wrong with a Game Gear soundtrack in my eyes. The, PSG chi the PSG chip, one of the greatest of all time. I mean, come on, this is the KNGI network. I meant to show some sort of allegiance to the NES chip tune uh, scene and all of the constant remixes and original tracks that have come out of that chip but i mean come on ps2 chip well overdue some love by now the e even the sid gets it the sid's been getting it for 20 years where's my psg love uh so many soundtracks just sound amazing on that thing and i'm fully prepared to go to the grave on that one so there we go here we go we've got we've got a currently feeling that way person live here in the discord uh to tell us why super mario Bros. 3 is better and Super Mario World. Uh, so Rick says, I'm in the Super Mario Bros. 3 over Super Mario World camp. The pinnacle of the NES versus an early SNES game isn't really a comparison. If Super Mario World was a late era SNES game that used the hardware to its max, sure, but Mario, please, Mario 3 is a classic, plus it had better music. Not gonna disagree on the last point. Mario 3 definitely has the more timeless soundtrack of the two. I mean, Come on, the entirety of Mario World is just the layer motif of the same main theme. Uh, I say as we played a Smash Ultimate track at the beginning of the show, uh, like that's a downside. But no, I definitely think that Mario 3 soundtrack has aged way better. It's the one they still call back to way more. Um, that much I can agree on. Uh, Mario 3, just not getting the hype from my side of it. But hey, everyone's got their preferences. I do agree, it's the ab one of the absolute best of what that console has to offer versus early doors but also early doors has its own charm and appeal and everything like that it's before they allow things to get too convoluted and too overbuilt um looking at i mean it's not early doors but banjo kazooie versus banjo tooie immediately comes to mind yeah one's technically superior but it also runs like uh i guess i guess it's 11 p.m so i could say that word but you know what i mean it doesn't run very well um it generally plays a lot worse it's you do always have that uh, end of console issue where it's like, yeah, this could be the absolute best. It could be a great showcase of what it has to offer, but could also go too far in the other direction. I don't immediately think that's a sway in point, a, a swaying point towards late cycle games always being better than early cycle because early cycle you haven't had that time to get too familiar with the hardware and therefore get too lofty of your ambitions and you're just trying to push a game out the door. Uh, therefore you can be a bit simpler in the scope and I think 
Mario World actually benefits from that simplicity in its scope in comparison. You can cheese the levels, yeah, but I think that just adds more ways to play it because you can equally also sit there and not cheese the levels. I mean, hell, how easy is it to just skip immediately to World 8 in Mario 3 as well? It's trivial, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, um, anyways, that's probably about all I should add into that debate before uh, the pitchforks come burning. Nope. The pitchforks and torches come burning and knocking on my door. So I'm going to leave you with some more music from Bomb Rush Cyberfunk while I get rid of the protesters. So uh, I'm just going to play this because this was one that I had to leave out, sadly, of the episode of the uh, the episode of Vipers VGM that I did on the game. So as such, I did still want to feature it during this week's show. So we're going to have a bit of Funk Express coming up for you now and then some more Ape Escape to end off the block. So stay with us. I'll be ending off the show after this great music block, but before then, some Bomb Rush Cyberfunk and Apescape to come for you. So enjoy those, and I'll be ending the show for you, uh, well, in about six minutes' time. So get wrapped up, enjoy the tunes, and I'll be back with you right here on Vipers VGM Show, only on the KNGI Network.
Looking for more? Download past episodes of Vipers VGM Chur from KNGI.org and all good podcasting services. time we are back on tonight's episode of Vipers VGM Chair. What you just heard there was a track from Ape Escape, Spectre's Castle, and before that from Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, Funk Express, the extended version. A little bit of chat going on there about the, well, is it real, is it not, uh, physical edition of Bomb Rush Cyberfunk that made the rounds yesterday. Seemed like a random Canadian store had a physical release listed, or it, it definitely was this. A random Canadian store had a physical release listed, immediately pulled all the tweets for it about an hour later. 
Um, so what it would seem like is maybe a limited release, but I don't really think that's the case. I think it is just a normal retail store, so I do think it's just the case of someone jumping the gun. Uh, it would make sense, like I just mentioned in the Discord during the music break, for it to be a wider release, because why would a Canadian store and just a normal store, not a limited run store, at least to my knowledge, um, why would they have the exclusive rights when it's a game made in Belgium? I feel like that's a really weird set of connections for that to happen. Uh, like I say, especially with it looking like a proper edition and not having like, hey, this is a limited copy of 1000 slapped all over the box art, right? It's ESRB rated. I don't think they really even bother ESRB rating limited releases, do they? So I think based on that, there'll be at least a wider release. And come on, it'd be silly not to at this point, guys. It's distinct lack of Xbox and PS4, though. Come on, get it on everything. Just get it out there. Get it to the people. Uh, do people want your support after all? Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. They want to give you support after all. The, the other way around. They desperately want this game uh, in. I, I know certainly for the case, for me, I want as many of my veins as possible all at once. So I'm double dipping on a physical release. I only have it on Switch and PC at the moment. I've not been crazy enough to grab it on Xbox or PlayStation. But a physical version would sway me towards PlayStation. So uh, make it happen, guys. I hope to hear more news on a proper wide release soon, so fingers crossed. But I think the date that the site said when the site itself was still up was December. So we'll hear a bit more in the next couple of months, I assume. But December seemed to be the release date for the physical copies, so we'll have some more on that front soonish, I'm sure. Uh, I always keep an eye on Team Reptiles Twitter. It's, if you have the platform, of course, it is worth uh, setting on notifications for them, I find, because they always post some really interesting stuff, uh, both related to the game in general, uh, some Lethal League stuff, and just some... Like, today they posted uh, one of the artists from the game uh, making... Or one of the artists from the game who made some of the graffiti actually, you know, spraying it up IRL. Uh, that was super cool. So you always get to see some stuff like that if you're interested in the game. So check that out, uh, and I'm sure they'll have more news on the physical release soon. But aside from that, uh, I want to give a huge thank you to everyone who's been listening to tonight's episode of Vipers VGM. Sure, we have had in the chat room none other than Jamie. We've got Purvis. We've also got Hydro. We had Rick. We had Pocket Aluri. We had Nicholas a man. Don't think I'm forgetting anyone, but if I am, a big old thank you to you too. Come and wave in the chat room and I'll give you the thanks you deserve for keeping me company on tonight's episode. What's coming up next week then? And uh, it'd be a great question to ask. And to be completely honest with you, uh, I don't exactly know. I have a list of ideas, and in fact, I'm going to consult that right now. But I do think I intend on there being something next week. Uh, let me double check if it's what I think it is. Okay, yes. So it could end up being one thing, um, but most likely it will be something completely different. It entirely depends on the release time for a game, and therefore how quickly I can pull the files from the game myself and s spin up the music for you, because, uh, as I say, new release. So that might be a touch difficult. So if that is the case, then it will be pushed back to two weeks from now, because I have the week after next already locked in, so uh, that much is confirmed. Also, I did just see, thank you to Resident SD as well for joining us down in the chat room. Um, yeah, no, there's, if I'm not sure on another variety episode, that is the backup plan, Jamie. Um, it's not that I'm not sure, it's just, 
Timing might be quite tight, so if I can't make things work, variety will be the plan. So feel free to send me your requests uh, for that inevitable event. If not, I'll hold them back till a couple weeks' time. So any game and music, as long as it's not Sega, that's what I want to hear. So send me a private message at the Green Vibrate on Discord, and I'll get on your request during next week's show. Aside from that, why? Why no Sega music? I can't believe that. Disgraceful. Well, that's because you can come and listen to me on RadioSega.net every Friday night at 7pm UK time where I host a show known as Pick and Mix, where I celebrate the weird and wonderful sides of the company and I talk about my favourite parts of it. And I get to do exactly that this Friday night because I was selling out the house last week. Uh, I didn't intend to be. I thought I'd be back well and truly within time and I absolutely wasn't. Um, so... I am pushing back last week to this week, but I get to talk about one of my favourite Sega franchises, and it's got a brand new release for the first time in roughly 15 years. In fact, I think exactly 15 years, which is quite weird to think about. Somebody Amigo Party Central, and while I'm at it, I've finished it now. I've got some opinions. Let's talk about Somebody Amigo Party to Go for iOS as well. So any music from the game, feel free to let me know if you want to hear it. That includes many themes, anything from the overall... Uh, music selection and uh, well why don't you go ahead and let me know so um, yeah feel free to request for both shows uh, but with that in mind thank you for listening to tonight's Vipers VGM chair got another Genshin Impact to end off tonight's show Genshin Impact track to end off tonight's show sorry uh, it was requested by Busy Lizzie as well but I couldn't bring myself to bring it out of the track list once we had enough tracks for tonight's show because it's a really good one um, so this is part of the new expansion that was released during August, and, and Genshin's always a good way to end off these shows. Always some good chill music in there. Some lively bits uh, throughout as well. It's a great track. Give it a listen. Thank you for tuning in, though. Uh, feel free to join me next week or this Friday. Uh, but aside from that, I have been The Green Viperate, and this has been another episode of my VGM chair.
You've been listening to Vipers VGMJ, part of the KNGI network. Visit KNGI.org for more great gaming content.